Whenever I looked back on that summer, I'd think of the bet as what set all the changes in motion, even though the actual trigger was something that had happened long before. Before Mom left, and before I walked out the door myself, going anywhere I could to escape home. Maybe there was some unknown event in my mother's childhood that had shaped her into the kind of person who'd make certain choices that resulted in her absence. And maybe it went even further back than that, to who her parents were, and who her parents' parents were, and all that they had passed down through the generations. Sometimes I think you can draw a line from today back to the beginning of time and see how everything that happened was made inevitable by what preceded it. But it was that bet on a hot summer night that I would come back to as the starting point. Like that moment in The Wizard of Oz when things go from black and white to technicolor. A switch was flipped, and things began to unravel in earnest. When it happened, I was in North Carolina, attending Camp Woodscape, an equestrian program for advanced riders, for the second summer in a row. Thirty-two of us lived in a dorm adjacent to the barn and stables of Raleigh College's South Campus. Late June had seen a week of earth-scorching, record-breaking temperatures up the eastern seaboard, and Barrett Hall didn't have air conditioning. The smells of shampoo and perfume barely masked the stubborn odors of hay and sweat and girls radiating warmth and sucking up all the oxygen. But I didn't mind. I loved anything even remotely related to horses, even the smells. The mustiness of the barn, the freshly oiled saddles, the fields after a summer rain shower. Those scents covered me like a blanket and made me feel utterly at home. More at home than I ever felt in New York, in my own house. In fact, the only thing at Woodscape that really got under my skin was my roommate, Beth Ann Bracely. Yes, of the Braceleys, as my Aunt Gigi would no doubt have noted. A Bracely Candies Bracely. While Beth Ann might have been heiress to a half-billion-dollar confectionery fortune, as far as I was concerned, there was nothing sweet about her. Beth Ann had had it out for me ever since the prior summer, when her Palomino, Pacifica, got a stress fracture that made him all but unrideable. Foolishly, I let her ride my horse, Orion, in a dressage competition that I hadn't qualified for myself. And then she got it into her head that Orion would be better off with her. She went as far as to have her dad fly in from their Palm Beach home and take us to dinner at the Oakwood Cafe, the most expensive restaurant in town, where the cloth napkins were folded like origami swans, the butter was infused with different flavors, and the grilled lobster salad was served with a citrus dressing that you dreamed about long after dinner was over. Orion's the perfect age, Daddy, Beth Ann practically cooed. He's no longer green, and he has all his best years ahead of him.
Clayton Bracely waved his checkbook in front of me. Name your price, he said. But I told him there'd been a misunderstanding. Orion wasn't, nor would he ever be, for sale. Beth Ann had pouted for the rest of the summer. Frankly, I didn't expect to see her back at Woodscape again. But on the first day, there she was, already in our dorm room, having taken the brighter side by the window and moved things around so she ended up with more space. You don't get to pick your roommate at Woodscape, but I wished I'd had the forethought to write on my housing form, anyone but Beth Ann Bracely.